0: Today's Leading Women episode 528 with the wonderful Chelsea Logan. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Chelsea M. Logan. Chelsea Logan is a former athlete turned sports performance analyst. Her unique insights and highly praised approach has helped celebrities, entrepreneurs, and the world's top athletes realize their full potential. She believes that every person has the ability to overcome obstacles and achieve excellence. Chelsea and her businesses have been featured in US News and World Report, ESPN Magazine, USA Today and US News and World Report. To learn more, visit www.chelseamlogan.com. Again, that link is www.chelseamlogan.com. Women of the world, Miss Chelsea Logan. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Marie. Thank you so much for having me. I am delighted
0: to have you on the show and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So Chelsea, I really love what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat, equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call it on. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them. But these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind the niche?
1: Yes, definitely. And uh, I can relate to a lot of people out there who are trying to figure out what their passion is and what they want to do. And I've been an entrepreneur now for about six years, and I've had three businesses that I've started and grown, and this is my latest one and I'm a coach that works with athletes and high performing individuals. I specialize in the area of sports psychology and personal development. And what I do is I help these high performing ind- individuals work through mental barriers like performance anxiety, burnout and focus issues so they can continue to perform at a very high level. And I started this business back in 2012 after a conversation with an executive for ESPN. At the time, I actually was designing fitness clothing, and I had entered into a partnership with ESPN for their annual SB awards. The executive knew that I was a former athlete, and I had certifications in transformational coaching, and recommended that I blend my two loves and my two passions And do peak performance coaching with athletes. And um, I thought about it and I thought about it and I decided to give it a try. And, um, you know, we crafted an offer that went out to the top athletes in that year. And the rest is really history, Marie.
0: Mm, What a beautiful story. I love that you shared that one with us. And that's a great lesson here with what just shared with us. Blending your skills, your passion, your expertise, what you have. Because I know inherent with us is something that we are good at. And that's where more often this idea comes about so I love that you share that one with us so that our listeners can also see for themselves can also learn from okay how does this idea comes about how do I know that how do I get to that? what is that passion that everyone is talking about so great story I love that you share that one with us but what continues to inspire you doing this business
1: I'm really inspired by my clients. Um, I really love being able to help them achieve their goals. You know, whether it's they want to make it into the Olympics and win a gold medal, whether they want to win their first Super Bowl or even, um, you know, change their mindset so they can get more endorsement deals. I think I really fall in love with the journey that they're on. And I get so much gratification from just helping them get there. And they continue to inspire me. Whenever I'm frustrated in my own business and I can't figure something out, um, I'll just read their testimonials and their emails and their notes, and I just get re-inspired.
0: Mm, yes, nothing is so inspiring and so fulfilling on the part of a coach or a teacher like, like what we do than seeing our students, seeing the people that we impact uh, through what, through our work, through what we do, succeed or achieve the goals that they have set for themselves. So, for example, with Chelsea, I mean, uh, the Oh, it's so fulfilling. I'm sure it's so fulfilling and gratifying to see your clients, your especially the sports athletes that you teach, that you inspire, that you impact, achieve their goals, win those uh, those uh, sports that they are into. Not just in sports, but in their lives in general. So, absolutely, I love that you share them with us. But let's talk about how you prepared for success to turn this idea or to turn this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from?
1: You know, Marie, I am really stubborn. And I think that is a trait that can either work in your favor or can hold you back. But in my case, when I set my mind on something, there's no talking me out of it. And you have to have that as an entrepreneur. You have to be able to tune everything else out, other people's opinions, and stick to your guns So I'd say um, one of the personality traits that's really helps me is my stubbornness. Uh, The other two I would have to say are my curiosity. I'm a very curious person. Whenever I find something that piques my curiosity, I have to pursue it. I have to learn more. I have to explore it. And I've always used that as a guide to make business decisions. Where is my curiosity pulling me to explore? And lastly, I'd have to say that um, empathy is a really big one. I've always been able to connect with people relatively quickly on a deeper level, and that's because I, I can understand what their outlook is on life without being judgmental, so they feel very safe with me.
0: Mm, so the stubbornness, curiosity, empathy, and I love the word stubbornness because uh, I know this is a it can be a negative, but I see it as a positive trait. Because my mom, if there's one word that she describes me, that would be being stubborn, and that's in a positive way because when I set myself to doing something or achieving something, I am not gonna be. I'm going to be determined, I'm not going to stop until I achieve it. And then that's how I see it. I see stubbornness as a positive trait, so absolutely. Then curiosity, empathy, huge. That's really huge to cultivate. And and the good thing is that with these traits that Chelsea just shared with us, we can all cultivate and adapt this in our lives or in our business. So that's stubbornness, curiosity and empathy. All right, let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get to those challenges takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So... What have been your biggest challenges building your business and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face
1: today? Yes, there's always challenges when you're building a business and there's always going to be a little bit of struggle, but you have to maintain the attitude and the mindset that you can figure it out. And that whatever you need, you have the ability and the resources to solve. And for me, I think some of the biggest challenges I've encountered have been with marketing. Um, I've really had to market this business in a way that I've never done before. Um, You know, I work with athletes and I work with high-performing individuals and they don't necessarily read eBooks and they don't really hop on webinars. So I've had to get creative in the way that I reach out for them. And my business has so far since 2012 been built on referrals and recommendations from the people that are close to these athletes, like their trainers and their publicists. So I've had to shift my focus um, from marketing online to um, building relationships with the people that are closest to them. Um, because, you know, they are in this trusted circle. So whatever they need, they'll call up their manager, they'll call their agent, they'll call their publicist, and then their agent makes those connections. So for me, I really had to get more comfortable with networking and with reaching out and being able to pitch myself to these trusted individuals. Um, My other struggles have been with branding. Um, It was hard for me to figure out how to... Position myself in a way that's authentic to me and still be professional in a male dominated industry. And that was always and still is tricky for me in a certain um, extent because I want to make sure that I'm always being um, seen in a way that's professional and that I am respected. And there's not too many women who do the line of work that I do. So it always makes it interesting, you know, whenever I go to a conference and, you know, I'm one of 10 women in the room. Um, so I always just have to make sure the way I'm dressing is just professional and my branding and my website are very professional too.
0: Hmm, great lessons in those uh, challenges that you shared with us. And I'm sure a lot of us can relate to this and that you uh, mentioned a great uh, challenge and, and how you're able to do this your, uh, through referrals, because this is really important to hone for our, our listeners to really know, it really comes down on really knowing your clients, knowing your potential clients, uh, being creative on how to reach them, where do they hang out, where and who are the right people. Person to to connect with, to network with, to reach these potential clients. So, for example, with Chelsea, she her clientele are athletes. So she has to not only reach know how to reach those those athletes, but the middleman, the their coaches, for example, because athletes have coaches, they have managers, they're sports managers. So you have to know how to be able to reach those clientele, and that's. Um, then it's done by by learning how to market your business in the right way. So great lessons there, and of course branding. I love how you said say about how to position yourself in a way that's authentic to you, where, while staying really uh, still professional, really true to your vision, true to yourself, and to what you do. Great lessons here with the challenges that just shared with us. Let's learn from that. When it happens to us, we now know what to do. All right, let's switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business?
1: Is there such a thing as work-life balance, Marie? <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's something that uh, I've, I've definitely struggled with because I love what I do and it's uh, very hard to turn it off. My first tip would be to set your own work hours and really stick to them. So I only work about three to four hours a day. And I found that I'm more productive in that timeframe rather than trying to work the entire day. And after that three to four hours of being fully present with what I'm working on, um, I'm able to go about my day, spend time with my family and really live and enjoy my life. If I try to work the entire day, I found that I'm not very productive and that the work I do isn't as um, it isn't as efficient, I found. So when I force myself to sit down and focus, that's when I really am in my zone of genius and can do my best. My second tip would be to exercise. This is a really great stress reliever and it helps you get out of work mode. It's something that you can clear your head. So if you're done with your work for the day and you're about to go out to dinner with your family or go home to your kids, um, I would recommend just kind of figuring out how to put some type of exercise into, into that place as a transition. So you can just kind of let everything go. Cause as entrepreneurs, we're constantly thinking about our business. So being able to get out of our heads for 15 minutes or even an hour is like magical. So I, I highly recommend exercise. And my last tip would be to be fully present when you're with your family and your significant others. If you're going out to dinner, put your phone down, don't text or return emails, just be fully present when you're with them. Cause these are so many precious moments that we don't really get that often because we're so busy. Mm,
0: I love your perspective on this work-life balance. And yes, I agree with you. I don't believe there's such thing as perfect work-life balance. It's a myth. I I always say to myself that it's a myth, especially for us entrepreneurs, because we are so driven and passionate with what we're doing that it's no longer work for us. But instead of looking at work-life balance as uh, a uh, you know, as a perfect work-life balance, I usually tell myself, okay, it's about integrating my work and my life. That's how I look at work-life balance because there is no such thing as perfect work-life balance. So I dash that, that phrase away. And now let's uh, learn from the tips that Charles just shared with us. Setting your own work hours. This is huge, especially for us who are working from home. I mean, I can sit on my, in front of my computer the whole day. It's so in, engr- so, so into my my, wor- my my world of my business because I'm so passionate about it. But then I, there are other areas of my life that are important to me as well. So it's really important to set the hours. What I do is that I set my alarm clock and I like what you said about setting up three to four hours of real focus. I learned this from Dean Jackson too of setting that 90-minute focus finder. So what I do is I set my alarm clock and for the next 90 minutes, I'm not going to do anything but just this one. Really focus on it. No distractions. Everything is turned off. And then I take a small break and then I continue for another 90-minute block of time. And then... cause. I agree with what you said about Chelsea about having your focus is you you don't have you don't get to have that the full day of focus it's not that is not that's not going to happen so between three and four hours of real focus you have got a lot of things done if you really focus on that and then exercise oh huge! I mean just for your physical well-being but to help you with stress, to help you have the energy and 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 be productive for the day, oh, I mean, and and also it really helps with your confidence as well because I see myself when I am fit, when I feel good about my body physically, I am so confident I'm so I feel good about myself I feel energetic I feel productive i feel I feel like I am at the top of my game, so it's really whole, putting time to exercise to work out it's really important to put the one in your schedule in your day and m- most important thing that I try to share with us is being fully present when you are with your family or what it is that you're doing at the moment this is hard especially with technology we have nowadays the phone is always there it's like the world's gonna end if we don't have the, if we don't have the phones with us if we don't look at our phones but it's really important to have the t- time to unplug especially when you are with your family with your significant others with your loved ones with your spouse with your kids be present with them and uh, try to avoid those distractions, those technology about phone, for example, texting or being on the phone when you are with them. So carve out that time to be fully present with it. I think that's the message here. So let's learn from these tips that Chelsea just shared with us about work-life balance that I'm sure a lot of us struggle with. So thanks for sharing that with us. Alright, let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well, and where that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, would like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success?
1: That is a really wonderful question. Uh, As entrepreneurs, we're in a position to define what success can mean to us individually. And for me, success means being able to do whatever I want, whenever I want to. That's the reason why any person becomes an entrepreneur and wants to work for themselves. And if I'm not enjoying what I'm doing, or if I'm feeling heavily burdened, then I know something has to change. So I always measure it with, am I able to really do what I want here? Am I happy with what I have to do and if those two things aren't a yes, then I know I have to make some sort of shift in what I'm doing or how I'm thinking.
0: Love your perspective on success. Success is about being able to do what you want and being able to enjoy at the same time. Great that you shared that one with us, because that's I believe is the true essence of success. You know, being able to do what you love doing, being able to be around people that you love to hang out with, being able to impact others, being able to do the things that you know you're you're not just passionate about, but you are contributing to the lives of other people. Great perspective there. Now, I know you've given us a lot of tips already, but I'd love for us to talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience, so take it back to the past.
1: Oh man, just three tips. I know, it's hard
0: to break <laughs> down into just three.
1: I started my my very first business when I was 21 years old and I've learned so much since that, that time. But if I had to go back and talk to my 21-year-old self, I would definitely tell anyone that's starting out or having a hard time, it's really important And if this is the only thing you take from this interview is to learn and master the sales conversation. Um, If you're not making sales, you pretty much don't have a business. You have an expensive hobby. So it's incredibly important to get comfortable having that money conversation, whether you're in a product-based business or whether you're in the service industry, I've had businesses in both. And you just have to take the emotion out of it and, and, be able to have that conversation and just know that it's no reflection on you or your worth if they say no to you. And also just know that the no isn't a firm no, it may just be a not now. So the timing may be off for you to sell your product to that store or for you to work with that specific client. Um, So don't fear rejection and don't fear sales. Um, My second tip would be to set boundaries so you can do your best work as women we tend to be very giving and very generous with our time and attention but the greatest thing and the greatest gift that we can give to ourselves is to focus on what we are most passionate about and be able to lovingly set boundaries so that we can be successful and i know that's hard you know not not being able to you know spend time the time you want with your significant other or not being able to um do As much as you want with your family, but as long as they know where your heart is, it shouldn't be a problem. So, setting boundaries is so important for your own sanity and for the growth of your business. Lastly, I would recommend that you build your business in a way that feels authentic to you. Everyone has an opinion. Um, If you work with a business coach, they're going to have one style that they recommend. Another mentor will have another style. And this can get really confusing. So I always recommend that you follow your own intuition when it comes to building your business. You know what systems you like. You know what you feel most comfortable with. Maybe it's YouTube marketing or maybe it's doing a podcast like we're talking on now. But everyone's going to have that one method of marketing that they feel most comfortable with. So I would say find that and make sure it feels authentic to you.
0: Mm, golden nuggets in those tips that you shared with us. I was so hooked into listening to every word that you've shared. I was golden uh, tips that um, we can all learn and take action today. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. The first one, which is huge, I cannot stress this enough, is to learn and master the sales conversation. Sales and marketing, I believe, and I've learned this also, are the greatest skills that a business owner can learn. And I am Constantly growing and developing myself in this because this is an area that a lot of us, especially us women, in terms of uh, putting ourselves out there, talking about money, talking about the pricing for our products and services, this is something that, and also the fear of rejection. And I mean, couple that one in there, put that one in there. Oh, that is a huge thing to overcome. But as you learn, because us, the more I learn about it, the more I learn about the people that I serve, the more I learn about their problems and how I can help them, their frustrations, the more I fell in love with it. Because sales and marketing is really about knowing the problems, knowing the frustrations, knowing how you're able to help others. So, And that's a big mind a mindset shift in me, knowing and understanding that. Because I myself, oh, I don't like to be sold. I don't like to talk about marketing. I don't like to be, to talk about sales. I don't want, I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to hear any no's. But you know, when I understood when, and I kept, re- I kept really uh, developing myself into this, into this area, that's how I, when I realized that, wow, it's really important for us, especially business owners to really know how to market because we, there are people out there who are waiting for our products and services. And the only way we're able to spread that message is through marketing. So skill. this is a skill that we should all be learning on, learning and mastering the sales conversation. The second one is to set boundaries, huge as well. You set boundaries, not just in terms of your time, but in terms of your availability with your clients, and you, not only your clients, but your family as well. It's really important to set the boundaries, learn to say no, set limits. And then of course, the third one, which is equally important, is to build your business that feels authentic to you. Can I stress this enough? Follow your own intuition. Follow what feels good to you. I mean, for me, podcasting wrestling will be, that's the platform that I thrive in. I love podcasting. I love talking about my passion. I love talking to successful, inspiring women like Chelsea. I love hearing their stories and I love sharing that one to our listeners. And that's the platform that I resonate with. So find that platform, find that marketing platform that resonates with you, that is your strength, that plays to your strength, and that feels authentic to you. So let's take action on these tips that Chelsea just shared with us. I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. Last but not the least, Chelsea, this question is one I've started asking our guests because our listeners have been asking us here at Today's Day, Women. And that is, if there's one woman out there that you admire the most, who would that be and why?
1: Wow, that is such a great question. I think that I would have to say Oprah because she has just been able to find her own voice and really stay true to her desire. So even though she's launched own and she's had a lot of struggles with it, um she's really stayed true to her desire to bring more heartfelt, more spiritual programming out there and put it in the world. And I I've always admired her journey and I've always admired the her strength because she's had to overcome so much in her life, but she's always been able to really stay true to her path. And that's something that I think every single woman can uh, t- can take from her journey.
0: Mm, absolutely. Who doesn't want, uh, who doesn't love Oprah, I mean, not just for who she is, but for her being a role model, being an inspiration for her journey, for like what you said, for her strength, for, for staying true to her desire, to her passion. And look at what she's able to bring out, to share with us. So to Oprah, Today's Healing Women, not just for being your inspiration, but for inspiring us here at Today's Seating Women, we sell you. Lastly, Chelsea, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there.
1: Sure. Even though I work with athletes, there are a lot of similar mental barriers that entrepreneurs face, and the coaching that I provide can help you transform your limiting beliefs that are holding you back and I have a lot of free content through my newsletters, through my blog. I'll be launching a podcast myself in a few months. Um, so your listeners can definitely benefit from that. And if anyone who wants to reach out to me to see if they would be a fit, um, they can go to my website wwchelseymlogan.com and send me an email. You can also connect with me on Twitter and on Instagram. It's at Chelsea M. Logan.
0: Alright, so that's is www.chelseamlogan.com. Her Twitter handle and Instagram handle is Chelsea M at uh, Chelsea M. Logan I'll make sure to have this on our show notes so for our listeners out there I highly encourage you to go there now www.chelseamlogan.com I'm sure we can all learn from what she's putting out there be at least be on her newsletter so you can be updated on what she's putting out there and watch out for her upcoming podcast I mean this is an area uh, that we, I'm sure we can all learn from transforming your limiting beliefs uh, this, this this mental barriers. That we have in ourselves, I'm sure we can all learn from what she's putting out there. Again, the link is www.chelseamlogan.com And for our listeners out there, if you are in this industry, if if you are an athlete of a high performance uh, individual, connect with um, Chelseamlogan.com to her. That's her website. Connect with Chelsea and see how she can uh, help you. And if her products and services resonate with you, I highly encourage you to jump in. Chelsea, thank you so much for being so generous of your time, your inspiring story, your expertise for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life.
1: Thank you so much for having me on. I really enjoyed being able to connect with your listeners today.
0: All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one After you listen to this episode, go to today'sleadingwomen.com forward slash myitunes. Step number two click the rate and review button. Step number three say that you love listening to today's leading women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Cheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as DLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite Today's Leading Woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my itunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my itunes.